1: Welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahomans' Oklahoma State football podcast, presented by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand-breaded chicken and fresh-made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. I am your host of the Cowboy Chronicles, Scott Wright, joined by my beat partner, Jacob Unruh. Got us a uh, a loaded podcast here to uh, to finish up the uh, the pre pregame uh, Kansas situation. We got Ryan Novozinski, an OSU student who uh, who has a fascinating podcast. Good stuff uh, from him coming up in a little bit. And we got the mailbag. We appreciate all of you who chipped in for that. Got an interesting uh, uh, scenario. You know, it's a little bit of uh, flashbacks when you start talking about. Uh, Postseason scenarios no. for, for me and Jacob, but uh, uh, going back to our high school days, trying to figure out all of that stuff oh, in which hand of the season. Oh no! Uh, so uh, we'll uh, we'll get into a little bit of that. It's a little bit more complicated when there is still three games left. So yeah, uh, but uh, but we will uh, we will get into all of that later on down the line in the uh, in the mailbag segment. Again, thank you for joining. If you uh, if you did this week in the mailbag, but Jacob, first of all, looking at uh, looking at this game. Um I'm uh I'm I'm more and more curious about the Kansas offense. hmm I I you know, we know that the defense can't stop the run and they've had their struggles.
2: This offense is not that bad. No, it's really not. Um you start looking at what Puka Williams can do, yeah, uh Carter Stanley can do. Um those two alone yeah. can really cause some problems for a defense. Um the players talked about it this week, Gundy's talked about it this week. Um this might be more of a test to defense. than I think people were expecting. Yeah, um, it might be. It's a good test to defense. I think the way the defense has progressed, it's kind of. Uh, I don't know that you want them to maybe come out of a break and right. Uh, right. have a cakewalk where you don't get exactly. to really keep building what you're wanting to do. So maybe maybe this is beneficial for OSU because mm-hmm. yeah. OSU should still win the game, but they're going to be pushed a little bit, offensively or, yeah. or defensively, I guess, by Kansas' offense.
1: Right. Exactly. And um, you know. Mike Gundy talked about the changes that were made when they switched offensive coordinators. Mm-hmm. A lot more vertical passing, a lot of things that you don't expect from a less miles offense. So um, it seems to fit really well with what Carter Stanley is able to do, and he's a he's a veteran guy that's been around for a while. And um, you know, Puka Williams is the guy that I I'm really surprised he hasn't had a, a hasn't been more productive. Yeah, than he has. especially
2: under less miles, right? Yeah, I mean
1: exactly. But he's uh, but he still got that 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 big play ability mm-hmm. to uh to make you have to know where he's at and Gundy talked about the importance of getting him down when you get him in your arms you've got to tackle him or he will uh he will slip away
2: brock martin said he's like a 225 pound running back and He's like one eighty, one seventy. He's <laughs> right. he's tiny, but Brock was looking at him on film, going that he's just this is, you know, he looks smaller than he than he really you know than he really plays. And, yeah, um, he's like it's, it's important. We've got to we've got to wrap him up because yeah. if we don't, he turns. You know, he said you saw it against Texas Tech, you saw it against Texas. He turns twenty, you know, he turns negative plays into 30 yard runs if you don't get him down.
1: Yeah. You know that's the thing. You look at this offense; they've they've had their uh, their low moments, uh, but they've gone out and put up big points against uh, some solid teams, or mm-hmm. at least a, some some um, you know middle of the road teams. You know, so they've shown the ability that if you give them a chance, they can go score forty five points on you. So, um, going to be really important. Um, the The defensive pass rush will be important once again obviously the linebacker play. We haven't really talked a lot about the linebackers lately because the defensive line has been Mm -hmm. playing so much better. Those linebackers are still playing really well.
2: Yeah, I mean, Malcolm's leading the way, obviously, Malcolm Rodriguez, but then Eamon ogbog Bamiga, I think, has had a really, I don't know, quiet season is the way to put it, but he's had a really good year. Yeah, And um, it's been really interesting to see his growth, Um, Kevin Henry, Devin Harper, guys like that you know kevin henry just got his sixth year but yeah. you've got these guys there that they're that making a lot of noise you could throw brock martin trace Ford, mike scott mm-hmm. kind of in that group a little bit maybe because right. the way they come off the edge standing up with the linebacker spot a little bit maybe dropping a little bit of some short coverage situations there but uh you know i think that that group has been the heart and kind of been the heart of the defense all yeah. year and they've lived yeah. up to it
1: absolutely um Malcolm Rodriguez the we haven't really gotten into it in in, in quite a while but the way that, that that he has made this transition is has been has been remarkable and it uh, it blows my mind it really does for for a guy like that It just, it it does. You stand next to him and you don't feel like you're standing next to a college linebacker. Not
2: at all. But he he plays way above his uh, his size. I know there's four games left, including the bowl game, but is he the defensive MVP? Ooh, he might be. He might be. That's a good question. You know, I mean, you could argue for Harvell Peel. You Mm -hmm. could argue for, I mean, Ogbogbamiga. I mean, you could argue for AJ Green, but uh, something about malcolm changing positions mm-hmm. right before the season starts and it has not skipped a beat right defensively for the whole t- unit for himself it's been i don't say flawless because he's had some moments on you know but right, right. it's been really stellar yeah yeah
1: it has and uh you know we've seen him leave games a couple of times with uh, what looks like a shoulder injury mm-hmm. and uh, and just about always even if they if they pop up the tent over there he's back on the field the next series almost uh almost exclusively um you mentioned Kevin Henry I know you got to visit with him on on Tuesday night uh getting his that 60 years is a, is a big deal to him and just a fascinating guy
2: yeah you know he had that ACL injury he mm-hmm. had a concussion what this year yeah. um the ACL injury he said he was almost ready to give it up Yeah, and uh uh, he, he got back from that you know he's the first one in his family to go to college mm-hmm. uh, he's got two siblings a uh, single mom and uh you know no no college at all and he's gonna he's graduating uh, but he really wants to play football yeah. that's that's what I really got from this he just really wants to play football mm-hmm. and he got this sixth year he didn't think it was much of an idea until someone brought it up to him and he's like oh okay maybe i should try for it right and he tried and got it and um he's come back another year, which i think is another boost to this linebacker core that's got got a lot of guys coming back to begin with
1: right yeah exactly i mean um now with uh you know with bundage in his situation Mm -hmm. um now they're looking at not and not losing anybody and potentially adding bundage plus you got the two the two true freshmen who they thought they were going to have to count on more this season than they have um they're going to be able to redshirt those guys now this year and uh and, and have some some serious depth at that position and some experience. Now, you look at uh, at the group that they've got, they're going to have a ton of seniors next year, so they've yes. really got to be loading up yeah. and, and trying to get some guys some experience uh, because Ogbong Bumiga, Rodriguez, uh, Harper – are all juniors right now, mm-hmm. and then Henry is a senior who'll be getting a, a sixth year. Bunnage is a senior who who is redshirting. Yeah, so that's five seniors now in your in your linebacker group for two spots. So, um, the uh, the importance of, of loading up and uh, and and making sure that you're ready for uh, all of that uh, depletion is uh, is going to be really important to this uh, to this defense now. And they've, they, like I said, they've got a couple of guys who are redshirting they've got. Uh, um two two guys committed right now the two local guys mm-hmm. and uh and so they're uh they're working uh they're working on that for sure uh i would would not be surprised to see jim knowles go out and, and land another linebacker in this uh this recruiting class they've got some uh, some room to work with at least another probably seven or eight spots they can fill in this class so i think get a juco guy just to have a little bit more experience yeah
2: ready to go yeah yeah
1: especially if it was a guy who would come in and in redshirt for a year and and then be mm-hmm. a, a junior two years from now so um that would be uh, that would be a, a good plan as well so uh gonna be interesting but uh but i think the defense uh to bring this full circle will be uh will be tested a little bit more than uh than we might have expected uh you know a few weeks ago in in this game the question will be as we've as we've already discussed on this podcast before, can they actually tackle Chuba Hubbard when he gets the ball? Oh, yes. Uh, one of the worst uh, one of the worst run defenses in the country, and uh, you know, talking to Chuba on Tuesday night, he seems very focused this week. It was uh, he was uh, he was in intense mode. Was he after, okay. after practice on on Tuesday? So, um, yeah, it might was, be a big night for Chuba. Could be. Could be, could be uh, a very, uh, a very big one. So we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, let's go ahead and take a break. We've got Ryan Novozinski of the In the Novo podcast coming up right after this. This is the Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zaxby's.
0: Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left.
1: We are back on the Cowboy Chronicles. I am your host Scott Wright joined by Jacob Unruh, and we have a special guest on the line Ryan Novozinnski OSU student and a host of an OSU podcast that is uh, that is very interesting in the novo Ryan tell us uh, let's first of all thank you for joining us but uh, but secondly tell us a little bit about your uh, your podcast and uh, and kind of what you're doing over there.
3: Well, first off, guys, thanks for having me. I'm really, really appreciate it. because I do listen to the to the Cowboy Chronicles a lot. Um, so, yeah, basically, it started last year, um, but it wasn't nearly as good. I mean, last year really wasn't good at all. And then <laughs> this year, uh, I got I kind of got things going. Uh, Gotten a role this summer with getting guests on, um, and now, I mean, I'm pretty confident every week going into a show and trying to get a guest on, trying to get an interesting perspective. Um, whether it be a national guest or uh, local guest pertaining to that area, just getting a guest that is an expert, so to speak, on whatever team OSU is playing and then having them come on my show.
1: And you've uh, you branched out even a little bit beyond that as well with some, uh, some pretty big names. You've had... Uh Uh, I know you had Ed Orger on the week that uh, Oklahoma State was playing McNeese State, which had some relevancy because his son was the quarterback at McNeese. Uh, But you've had uh, Trey Wingo. You've had Mike Leach a couple of times, right?
3: Yes. Yeah. So uh, so Ed O, you know, obviously his son played quarterback for McNeese. And it was interesting that week because I didn't think that was going to happen. I kind of just shot out an email and almost forgot about it. And then (laughs) out of nowhere, I think I was driving in some sort of small town in Oklahoma And there was really no connection. But I had enough connection to the point where I had some sort of LTE. And I got an email back from LSU. And I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah, this is actually going to happen. So that was pretty cool. And then that got me confident in uh, terms of uh, going forward and getting guests. And then, you know, during Baylor Week, had Wingo come on. Uh, Then during Texas Tech, of course, had to have Mike Leach come on. And he's definitely an an interesting dude. Um, And then TCU, I was almost – struggling to get a guest because my brother was getting married that week and then i noticed that washington state because this year college football there's like two bye weeks and i was like you know what mike leach coaching in the big 12 he's almost gonna be my big 12 insider <laughs> and i had him come on again and it was great and he, he
1: offered a phenomenal breakdown of big 12 mascots i thought
3: oh he did yeah and it was it was funny because i didn't expect him to pick texas tech to win but he picked them to win outright, and uh, it's, it was uh, supposed to be sort of a, a uh, Wild West shootout, as he says. And the interesting thing about the second interview is that I was, uh, like I said, it was my brother's wedding that week. Mike Leach called me at midnight, and that's when we <laughs> conducted it, at midnight. It was t- 10 o'clock his time, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's t- 10 o'clock his time. He was just coming out of the office, too.
1: Oh, that's great. Um, but uh, but yeah, his his breakdown of the mascots, I think, was uh, was was phenomenal. It was uh, it was one of my uh, one of my favorite things that I've listened to this year.
3: Yeah, and I you know the first one too. The uh, the reason I asked is, of course, because he did it with the Pac-12, and then just had to get his perspective on the Big Twelve. It was the long-awaited sequel, so to speak.
1: You're right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit of uh, of Oklahoma State football, man. You uh, are obviously paying uh, close attention and, and getting some interesting perspective. What um, what stands out to you the most about what Chuba Hubbard is doing this season?
3: Well, I mean, it, it's just the prolific run style he has. You know, he, the fact that he's that he's leading the country in rushing and isn't even sniffing the Heisman conversation is a storyline in and of itself. And then uh, specifically pertaining to this weekend is the fact that Kansas just has a putrid run defense. Um, I'm sure you guys have uh, studied up on this, but they're 126 out of uh, 130 teams in all college football in terms of run defense. That's near UMass. That's UMass bad. And UMass is, I think I read the other day, that their defense is historically bad. So this is a pretty bad Kansas run defense that Chuba Hubbard is just going to eat up.
1: Yeah, it, that's, uh, I think, one of the biggest storylines of uh, of
2: this game is what Chuba's going to be able to do. Well, then real quick, I think Scott and I were were uh, somewhat joking the other night, and I set the uh, over-under on Chuba runs of 50 or more yards at four and a half.
3: Yeah, um, you know, I, I'm going to go, because I saw online, people were literally debating, like, putting the over-under number at 190 for, for uh, Chuba <laughs> Hubbard in terms of yards, and I mean it's not out of the realm of possibility cuz you look at some of the games that Kansas has had this year. Remember that dreadful Coastal Carolina loss? Coastal mm-hmm, Carolina's right. running back in that game had 148 yards and a touchdown. And this is not a guy who's like who stands out in the Sun Belt conference. This is a guy who's like middle of the pack running back in the in the Sun Belt. So Yeah. And um, they
1: only scored for, 13 points to win that game.
3: Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Actually, it might even been 12.
2: Might have been, might have been.
3: It was was
1: low. I
2: know Kansas only had seven, so they didn't need much. It'll be a huge night for Chuba. There, there is no doubt. Um, Well, I guess things, something could happen. I guess, but it it looks like a big night for Chuba. So, so Ryan, here's here's my question: what What have you seen from this defense as far as progression uh, the last few weeks?
3: Yeah, um, I was actually doing a little bit of studying yesterday about OSU's defense uh, at this point last year versus this year. Um, So last year at this point, it was, uh, in terms of opponent's yards per game, it was 97th out of 130, and then uh, right now it's 102 out of 130 um, in terms of ranking in college football. And this year in the Big 12, you see, or last year at this point, you only had two Big 12 teams in the top 50, and then this year you have five. You have Kansas State, Oklahoma, Iowa State, Baylor, and TCU. So defense is progressing in this league. I think OSU just needs to sort of step forward with that. Now I will say that in the past couple games, those numbers have been a little bit better on OSU's defense. And in some cases, a lot more than I thought this year, OSU's defense has been able to uh, bail out the offense a lot. Um, So I I think that's an interesting thing to look at. And yeah, I think, you know, Jim Knowles, he's having a solid year. He's having, and I guess these players are uh, learning more in in, in his system, but I think the real test is, whether uh, you know, because you heard earlier in the year people clamoring for Jim Knowles' job, but I think the real test is going to be what next year is going to look like. When when these growing pains are over, what what uh, Malcolm Rodriguez is going to look like in his third year. You know, questions like this. Will Calvin Budge come back? You know, stuff like that is going to be an interesting storyline to see. On top of the fact that got a new defensive line, these guys only have a couple games of experience under their belt. We'll see what happens with the defense going forward.
1: Yeah and the the defensive lines growth the last uh really three games um though they they were it was a little spotty against Baylor but uh, definitely the last uh the last couple of games have been has been probably the most important thing I think in the development of this defense now that they're starting to get some pressure it seems to have opened the doors for a lot of things turnovers and uh, and, and other things like that so that's going to be uh, that's going to be key going forward it was funny you said uh Earlier this season, people were claiming for Jim Jim Knowles' job, and uh, it was it was like it was like uh, like less than a month ago. It was not that long ago, and now they've had yeah. two really good games, and so um, been a, a a really important turnaround. Um, anybody in particular? I'll give you uh, I'll give you a, a second to think about this because I didn't uh, didn't prepare you for it, but uh, but give us a player to watch on the offensive and the defensive side of the ball. For uh, for for Oklahoma State, uh, the only only uh, my only warning is you can't you can't take Chuba now because yeah. we have talked about him too much. So oh, gotta, that's fine. You got to go got to go away from Chuba on offense, but uh, but uh, fire off one on on each side of the ball for us.
3: Yes, okay. So so let's go with um on the offense, I, and, and I know this is sort of a safe choice. I'm going to go Spencer Sanders. Uh, you got so when Kansas just played Kansas State, a guy like another dual threat quarterback like uh, Scholar Thompson. He had 129 passing yards, uh, and that's not great. But on the rushing side of things, he had 127 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns versus the Jayhawks. So, um, you know, a guy like Spencer Sanders, I think, can can thrive like Skylar Thompson did against Kansas, um, and and maybe even rack up some touchdown numbers on the rushing side of things. Um, and then defensively, you know, I haven't really put a lot of thought into this. Uh, let's go with I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a wild one out there. Let's go with Brendan Evers on the defensive line. Oh, very nice. Just that is a because. Wild one. <laughs> just because. <laughs> All right.
1: I like it. I like it. Good stuff. Well, listen, Ryan, tell everybody where they can uh, where they can find your stuff, man.
3: Yeah, so uh, we're affiliated with the Ocali. If you go to ocali.com, go into the podcast thing, you can find it there. You can also follow me on Twitter, at RyanNovo62. I'm sure Scott will link it in the tweet there, or Jacob will link it in the tweet there, and that will be interesting um we were supposed to have a really good guest this week and i'll tell you what happened uh, and i never like to spoil guests but <laughs> i'll just say this he lost to evansville last night That within the next couple of weeks because that might have to be pushed back
1: <laughs> yeah that's uh that's a rough one that was uh yeah wow Oh, that's a that's a that was a that was a bit of a shocker right there. So uh, yeah, well, I was
3: a big Kentucky Wildcats fan last night. <laughs> <and> well, <disappointed. laughs> uh,
1: Good luck on uh, on uh, on on replacing that guest yeah. and uh, and and maybe getting that one down later in the future. Then so
3: yeah, uh, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Yeah,
1: absolutely awesome, Ryan. We appreciate it. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back on the Cowboy Chronicles,
0: sponsored by Zaxby's.
1: We are back on the Cowboy Chronicles, presented by Zaxby's, and it is mailbag time. We got some interesting ones. I'm going to read the first question. We're going to answer it last, okay? Uh, because it's going to take some. Uh, some gonna, thinking about. It's going to take some time and some diving into. But uh, M. Butler asks, riddle me the chaos needed for the Pokes to find their way to Arlington uh, obviously talking about the Big 12 championship game mm. I know it starts this weekend with Baylor beating OU and Iowa State beating Texas not to mention OSU has to win out okay, so there's a lot to unpack there we'll get to that after, uh, after a couple of other uh, less mentally taxing questions uh, Brandon Long came through with a, with a couple of uh, of very interesting ones, uh, one that we can uh, discuss and one that we uh, don't have an answer for either. Okay, uh, cool. But uh, the first one, is there a reason we haven't seen more of
2: C.J. Moore? That's a good question. It is. He got off to that really fast start. Yeah. Um, and then disappeared. Yes. Literally just disappeared from the offense. Um, and it started with Tulsa. Like I thought he was going to get more mm-hmm. opportunities at Tulsa's hometown – um, he has played really well going into the game, and then he just didn't. From there, he hasn't done it anything, yeah. no. and like hasn't even been on the field. No, and I don't really have an explanation. Mike says he's improving; mm-hmm. he's done well. Um, Mike Gundy has said that, and so I don't know. Uh, I don't have I don't have a strong answer on no. this. It's kind of kind of bewildering. You would think too, maybe he gets more opportunities with Thailand out now, but. Ah hasn't hasn't happened he didn't get that the other day either so yeah it's uh it's a very interesting situation because like you
1: said two touchdowns in his first three receptions yeah first two games um one of them was a was a really impressive catch late in the uh the Oregon State game and then he had the uh the the long one in uh in mop-up time against McNeese but um he was a guy that I thought was going to be mixing in you Mm -hmm. know and uh and really getting some experience and um I kind of I kind of wonder if uh if, if OSU is going to maybe regret not mixing him and Patrick McCoffman in a little bit more. Yeah. Because Jordan McCray's gone and mm-hmm. I mean the reason they brought in Jordan McCray was cuz they didn't feel that those two guys were ready yeah. to to take over that that spot. And now if you don't play them this year, are they are they going to be ready next year? Is uh is is kind of the uh kind of the question. So, um that's it's it's an interesting scenario. I don't know why there uh, there hasn't been more of CJ Moore. So we'll uh, we'll see where things go from here. And if he uh, if he picks up some more action as they uh, they try to, you know, there's been some speculation. Maybe he's nursing an injury. Just nothing serious, mm-hmm. but you know, a hamstring or, or something like that that's been
2: maybe been
1: slowing I, him down. But uh, but nothing. There's been nothing. Yeah, Mike in, Gundy's never said note. anything
2: about an injury to any of us no. or anything. I, no, he, who like, knows? Like
1: you said, he got asked about CJ uh, during the off week, mm-hmm. um, and. Said, yeah, he's coming along. Yeah, he's doing all right. He's doing but right. that was pretty much uh, it. He didn't yeah. really go into any detail. So, um, Brandon also asks, assuming Chuba goes pro, and let's stop right there. Percentage, playing the percentages game. Your percentage chance that Chuba goes pro? Seventy-five. I think that's. Uh, I think that's. A, I think that's a fair number. I'm, I'm probably right in that in that range. Yeah. I might. I if, if you set that as the over under, I might go a little over, but not much. Yeah. Yet, right now. Na- right now. Um, though I'm inching that way, I'm inching, I'm inching up the uh, up the scale. Uh, but assuming Chua goes pro, what does the running back situation and depth look like next year? That trouble is a scary situation. at this point, I'd yeah. say trouble. I'd say trouble. Yeah, that's fair. That's uh, that's definitely. You've fair.
2: got LD Brown, who's, who's, who who hasn't proved. Yes, we, he, he had his struggles early. But I don't know it that he's an improved. every down running back. No, I don't know. that uh, he DeAndre Glass.
1: Yeah, um, he's been uh, uh, you know, we came, saw him came in a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, a, a little bit um, McNeese right under, underdeveloped, I think, yeah. physically from what they were, uh, mm-hmm. what they want him to be. Um, yeah, played against McNeese and fumbled, which was not a good. Yeah, uh, no, that wasn't good. Not a good start um, for him.
2: Des Jackson, Daz Jackson, back. I he's think, the
1: one I'm intrigued with. He's the one I think has the chance to be more of the every down back. Mm-hmm. Than LD Brown, I, I, I thought we'd
2: that. see more of him this season than we yeah, have. I we think, just haven't seen. Him. I
1: think I think they, uh, you know, when his injury kind of dragged on, and then Chuba Hubbard's season took off, and they started to realize this guy might be gone. I think they're. I I think we haven't actually talked to anybody about this officially but i really think they're considering redshirt de- red shirting des jackson to make sure they've got him for two yeah. more years so and he is uh, eligible for a redshirt and after,
2: then uh, michael Foster. cooper i assume is back but i don't know that we'll see him still right. i mean he's a walk yeah. on um and then they don't have anyone committed yet no i think um, i think they probably end up trying to land two in yeah, the in the recruiting I think they class. want isaiah jacobs at owasso they yeah. want uh the uh I'm going blank on the California. And yeah, and uh, they there from California, mm-hmm. um, and they might be on some other people we don't know about. And yeah. so I'm, that's a, that's an issue they're going to want to address. Yeah, especially if they lose Chuba. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, you know, it's it's a rough situation for them in a way because it's a really strong year for in-state running backs mm-hmm. in the in the recruiting class, and it felt like they weren't going to necessarily need a guy. Or if they did, it was just one,
2: and they could yeah. kind of be picky. But now they uh, they really need to be involved. Yeah. And, I wonder and so if they're going to come back on a Dominic Richardson or a Savion Morrison yeah. and see what they if they can pull them away from someone else. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, before we move on, uh, a question of my own regarding Chuba Hubbard. Uh, uh, do you ever remember a Heisman campaign that was so unique? And, no. to, and to and to set the stage for people who didn't see it, Howie Mandel got involved uh, on uh, what was that Tuesday yeah. with uh, with his uh, his uh, O Canada uh, uh-huh. prom, uh, you know uh, promotion of Hubbard had, for the You've Highsmen. had Wayne
2: Gretzky had the Edmonton Oilers. You've had yes. the uh, Edmonton Eskimos. The Eskimos got in on um, it, and uh, there's more. We're, we're told there were more likely to come from c- Canada. Yeah, and,
1: and uh, I mean obviously. It's uh, they, well, we had the chubacabra. Can't forget the yeah, the Yeah, so uh, it's been it's been fascinating. I remember some uh, some some really fun things that uh, from over over the years. At um, Oliver, when he was at Houston, they sent out bobblehead dolls yeah. to the media.
2: Wasn't there a bobble horse last year? Or that, something? Was it, like, that was it. it was, that was it. It was oh yeah it yeah was, uh,
1: yeah. It was at Oliver on uh, on that's a horse. right. And uh, yeah, um, I remember in two thousand eight, Chase Daniel. Uh, when his got going really really serious toward the end of the year, they sent out what were, what were those things called? You, they were sort of like uh, when you were a little kid. They were binoc- like like binoculars. You like held them up to the light and you like a, click y- the thing. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and the, I, the slide goes around. Yeah, what are those? I can't, I can't remember what. That man is, I know what you're talking about now, though. But, yeah, but they sent out. Those they sent oh, those wow. to the media with like clips of his uh, of like
2: uh, his stats. And oh, that's cool. Different
1: game performances and things like that. It was uh,
2: it was uh, it was really cool. That's so. cool. I, I think of like the NBA campaigns they do for they do for the MVP too, right? Because yeah. we've had stuff pop up in our office that really oh, it's yeah. funny like with Anthony Davis Dahl, right yeah uh, with exactly. James Harden send out like candies of his beard and yes. different things and it's yeah, you know that's exactly. fun stuff it is it's good stuff but i like it's the it. i like canada's cowboy yeah the campaign they're having there with all these celebrities and yes canada and stuff and yes um our editor jeff patterson said uh brett the hitman heart should be on the list there <laughs> and right. i would love to see that you know if he you know tries to give chuba the the famous sunglasses right or something like yeah, that so. exactly
1: crazy stuff but uh, props to osu they're having fun with it and, and doing well um all right so let's dive into this last one what's it going to take Oof. for osu to get to the big 12 title game um let's uh, now obviously as uh, as uh our listener mentioned oklahoma state's got to win out
2: yeah that's, that's step option one
1: number one um looking at the standings right now uh, Baylor is six and zero. Oklahoma five and one. Texas four and two. Then you've got Iowa State,
2: Kansas State tied with Oklahoma State at three and three. So, if I'm looking at here, I've got the standings in front of me. I don't know all the matchups remaining for some of these teams mm-hmm. off the top of my head. Baylor needs to beat OU. Mm-hmm. That has to happen. Yes. Um, or OU loses to another team. Yeah. Uh who do they I don't remember who they have left. I apologize. Yeah, but um, but yeah. I mean, OU needs OU, to lose one more. OU's got to lose another besides, game OSU. besides Oklahoma State. And into that. Texas uh, to that needs time. to lose twice? Twice more.
1: I mean, there you can get into some scenarios where let's say uh let's say Oklahoma Oklahoma State and Texas all finish with three losses then they've all beaten each other mm-hmm. so then it goes then it goes down to uh, the next step in the tiebreaker is um, record against each individual team in the in the conference uh, based on uh, order so you would go number one first
2: do baylor probably and, that and, scenario and,
1: so yeah so and they all lost uh, they, to Baylor well, at that point. Well, Texas hasn't yet, but yeah. they would. They probably. That's probably the loss that's yeah. uh, that's coming for them. Um, so, uh, you know, if we if we assume that that uh, the Baylor has beaten Texas, then you go down, and then it's chaos from there. Trying to figure out who's going to be next yeah. in order. So uh, it's um, it's going to be hard to project at that point. Uh, but here's the easiest way that Oklahoma State. Gets to um, gets to Arlington for the Big Twelve title the game. They went out. Baylor wins out, which will include wins over Oklahoma and Texas. So mm-hmm. that gets Oklahoma down to that three loss right. mark, which is where which is where Oklahoma State will need them if yep. they if they've beaten them to get the head to head advantage. Then you need Iowa State to beat Texas this week. Yes, that gets the extra loss for Texas, and then then it doesn't matter after that because the only other teams that could possibly be in a tie. With Oklahoma State for uh, for that second spot, or Iowa State and Kansas Iowa State, Iowa State and Kansas and State, and they've already, be beat- they've already beaten them. So man,
2: so it's so if if Baylor and Iowa State win this week, it's on. Yeah, essentially, that's,
1: that's exactly right. It's uh, it's going to start becoming a real uh, a real scenario now. Obviously, it's all going to hinge on Oklahoma State winning Bedlam. Yes, that 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 might be the big the biggest piece of the puzzle. And I think that they, they can meet. right now. Yeah, I think the way OU
2: is playing right now, especially. Yeah, exactly. I think it's entirely the possible.
1: The, the way the way uh, the the two defenses, the trajectory of the two defenses right mm-hmm. now, makes you feel that uh, that Oklahoma State could be in a good situation, much better situation than you thought three weeks ago going into that game. So that's the uh, that is the easiest scenario is to get te- if Texas loses twice more, OSU and Baylor both went out. And and Oklahoma State's uh, sitting pretty in Arlington, playing for a, a Big Twelve title on uh, on December seventh. That'd be wild. After after the way this season is gone? Uh, yeah, to think that it's it's still even in
2: the and, cards. And you know, she would want another shot at Baylor. Oh, absolutely. After the way that game went, yeah, leading the fourth, they would quarter. want another shot at Baylor so yeah. bad.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's going to be. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. And uh, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, if uh, if Oklahoma wins this week, then things get a little bit more complicated, mm-hmm. and you've got to uh, you got to get another loss uh, for the Sooners somewhere. I don't, I don't. I'll pull up their schedule now while we're while we're talking. But got to got to have another loss for them somewhere along the way, whoever it might be. Uh, they've got to get to three losses for uh, for that to work, uh, because because even if Baylor completely tanks, they're still only going to get three losses and have the head to head advantage over. Um, over Oklahoma State so that's not going to help they need they need Baylor to uh, to keep winning
2: football games
1: so that's going to be the uh, the most important part uh let's uh have a look here if my phone wants to cooperate
2: <laughs> yeah I'm
1: not it doesn't it doesn't always in here when we're in the, in the studio TCU okay see
2: and that's TCU's, uh, TCU's improved
1: is, is definitely better than uh, than I thought they were a few weeks ago so but that's uh, that's the key. That's uh, that's the key. You get OU to three losses, with the, obviously one Bedlam being one of them. Get Texas to four losses to get them out of that out of that mm-hmm. tiebreaker. And and like I said, there could be, end up being some tiebreaker scenarios where it goes in Oklahoma State's favor. Uh, but it's just pure chaos. And, Do any and, of
2: these uh, go to lot like the OSSA likes to go uh, to. No, it goes, oh, okay. it
1: goes to uh, scoring differential uh, is the next. They've uh, got
2: it, they've got things on there. Okay, I yeah, see. exactly. The, I, when the OSSA always went to lot, I was like, what does that even mean? Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Rolling. We're rolling dice for the Big yes. Twelve championship game. Draw out of a hat like Friday Night Lights. Right. Exactly. You
1: know? Yeah. So. Uh, but fascinating stuff. Either way, to to think that it's even in the cards at this point is, yeah. is after the way the middle of this season was going is 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 pretty crazy. And you know, you think even just one of those we've talked about this that that Oklahoma State was really close to winning any of those three games that yes. they've lost. You think about if they were sitting at four and two right now, it's a it's a whole different scenario. Oh man. So, that would uh, that would uh, that Texas
2: Tech, tech loss is what's going to come back to haunt them. I Yeah,
1: think. yeah, that's uh, that's the uh, that's the really painful one to to go out there and just not not show up for the first half and and then you know couldn't couldn't make a stop in the second half. That's uh, that was uh, that that's the one that's uh, that's going to sting. I think out of uh, out of all of them. All right, man. Well, uh let's get we did we we teased this earlier in the week. We said we would discuss our picks. Oh, man. Who uh, you, you don't have to give a score. Let's just uh, let's just play the point spread. Um, is it still 17-18? It's right in that range. Uh, I think 17 and a half is what we had to pick against for the paper. So we'll okay. uh, we'll go with that even if it's not
2: exactly accurate. But uh, um, picking the post to cover this one. I am I think i'm gonna do it I, yep. I think i think the running game will be so dominant yeah that kansas won't be able to keep up
1: yeah and i think i think the defense is going to get some three and outs. They're going to yeah. get some momentum going and i think uh i think i think we're going to see them do something we haven't seen in a while i'm predicting 50 points on the board for the cowboys this week
2: would not surprise me i think they're ready to come out and I think there's a chance, too, here, the way that they're rising in the rankings mm-hmm. right now, that maybe they can come out and make a statement. Yeah, And not that Kansas is any team to really make a statement with, but right. I think it's, it's who they have. They have Kansas, they have West Virginia. Yep. Come out and score a bunch of points the next two weeks. Yeah, Have some some comfortable wins, I think, really kind of might – you know really help them in the the voter's right. eyes
1: yeah exactly and uh you know you've been looking at an oklahoma state offense that's been scoring in the 30s mm-hmm. for uh, for a few weeks here now and um you know i think to to go put 50 on the board would kind of ease some people's minds uh, and they might
2: the, leave Chubin there so. a little longer than normal too you never know they're, they're trying you to build know. this campaign they yeah. might uh let him get in there and get some
1: really big numbers yeah that's exactly right if he's He's having the kind of day that we all expect. It, uh, he might not even have to play the fourth quarter to it's get, to, get to, uh, to the numbers that that uh, that we've been talking about. So, All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Cowboy Chronicles podcast, which is, of course, brought to you by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand-breaded chicken and fresh-made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast.